Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Passion Project, season three premiere of Passion Project, you guys. Of course, the podcast about passionate people and the things that drive them. I'm your host, Taylor Reed. Welcome, welcome, you guys, um, to another episode, episode 47 of Passion Project. Welcome, if you are just joining us for the first time, um, welcome to Passion Project. Um, If you are tuning in, in, um, check out our social media down below, passionproject.pod. If you want to check out our website, passionprojectpod.org, all of that in the description below. Also, if you want to reach out to us, suggest a guest to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, I've actually had a couple people email me in the past um, and they've been on the show, which is just incredible. So if you want to be on the show, um, shoot me an email, passionproject.pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you as well of course uh if you are listening to us on itunes please go and give us a star rating and a review down below maybe i'll read it on the show sometime as well so welcome of course listeners know that i took a couple weeks off to get some r&r and i am back here the first week of may you guys um it is just such a joy to be doing this show and i'm so blessed that you guys tune in each week um, to listen to the show. So uh, we are doing something a little different and a little fun at the start of season three. This month is, uh, well, actually, at least in Virginia, this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. So I decided to extend it and we are doing Teacher Appreciation Month. So for the month of May in 2021, we are doing Teacher Appreciation Month and every week we will have a teacher on the show. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear everyone's journeys and we get to do some fun lightning round questions that I made up just specific teacher fun questions Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear each and every person um, and how they became a teacher because this year among everyone um, going through the craziness of the pandemic teachers have had a super crazy hard year as well so I thought it would be really uh, amazing to honor all of our teachers in this great way so first off um, for our first inaugural episode of teacher appreciation month we have Kelsey Turpe. Kelsey is a wonderful friend and a great just overall lovely human being as you guys hear um, as when we recorded this Kelsey was due um, due to have her baby um, about like two weeks after we recorded this and as of releasing this still I do believe I mean listen he may come when he wants to come but uh, I do believe that he still has not you know been born so has left uh, he has still not left the oven which listen do you blame him I mean he's probably in the best place he will ever be (laughs) um (laughs) so anyway uh so that's exciting we talk a little bit about that of course we talk about why she wanted to become a teacher and of course those fun teacher lightning round questions so I'm excited for you guys to hear all of that and uh thank you so much for joining share this episode if you liked it and without further ado here is episode 47 with kelsey terpe on passion project i did listen to i think you pappy your grandpa 
Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I met him a really long time ago and I was like, well, I have to listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. It was super fun. And and I learned a lot about like how he grew up, which was really fun. And um, I got him to work Zoom, which was like really difficult. It took like 40 minutes for him to get on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, well, Kelsey Terpay, I was thinking, you know, right before we started recording, I was like, I don't even really remember your maiden name. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's what okay. Was it? I think I've I've known you probably lo- a little bit longer as a Terpay than what you were before. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like I probably met you, you the were- year before you were married, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, and, and we, I, of course, Kat and I kind of crashed your wedding. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> but I loved it. And that's it okay. It was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Yes. I loved it. Um, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to Passion Project. I, we, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started, but we've been, honestly, we have been planning this for like a year and it just, like yeah. COVID. And like I texted her before COVID and then COVID happened and then, yeah, just like life. And now she's pregnant, which is super fun <laughs> and exciting. Yeah. And due very soon as of recording this, as, when this will be released, hopefully the baby will be born. Hopefully. Um, I yeah, hope so. <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking also too is that like if you if your water broke during us recording, like <laughs> I think it would be great. Like how many <laughs> listeners would I get? Like Oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally like definitely crossed my mind too. Mm-hmm. I was like as I was like walking up the stairs, I was like all right, if my water breaks, it's going to be super embarrassing, but like, Taylor will have a story to tell on this podcast. I think it's going to be, I was like, you know what? I think it'll be great. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Won't yeah, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you guys don't, this is actually going to be the first episode of Teacher Appreciation Month, which is what I'm doing. So we're representing teachers during the month of May. And of course, Kelsey is a teacher, but we'll get into all of that later. Um But yeah, I'm just excited to talk about like your journey because I I mean, like we're, you know, you're friends with my sister, you guys knew each other in college, but I don't know too much about your background, which I'm excited to jump into. Um, And you you teach special ed is from what I know, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is also like so amazing and like such a thing that I think people are like, of, of course, aware about it, but I don't think they realize how much goes into it and stuff like that. So I'm sure you have many, many, many stories. Have a lot. <laughs> a lot. Good and bad. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, well, we're going to jump into, I just want to, uh, uh, I think, are you from Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Because I know you got married there. So that's why I was like, did, is that where she's from? Um, yeah. Did you like growing? So tell me all about like, what was growing up like, like, what was it like in Pennsylvania? I mean, the North obviously, and then you went to school in the South. So that's very different, but. Yeah. So I grew up, um, outside of Philadelphia. So, um, yes, (laughs) me too. Um, and so we grew up in like the suburbs and so Mm -hmm. I did. And, um, it, was great like I loved it because where I lived was like you had Philly like about 40 minutes and then you had Lancaster County which was about 20 to 30 minutes so Mm -hmm. I kind of lived in the middle um which was nice because we got like a the kind of like the best of both worlds like it was 
very much a suburban town, but you could go like towards the country if you wanted that or go mm -hmm. to the city if you wanted that. So mm -hmm. it was really, really nice. Um, grew up in a pretty like middle class area. Yeah. Um, Would you categorize yourself as like more city or country? Like, do you like one or the other or? Um, I personally like the country more. Um, mm -hmm. I like the peacefulness behind it. I like yeah. just it, it's more homey. Whereas mm -hmm. like a city is, it's always got things to do, but it's like too crowded for me, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, but my family would totally go the opposite way. They would go towards the city. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. so, so were you like the outlier? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I was just like, oh, we have to take the train? Like, I don't really want to. <laughs> I was like, okay. But Oh, there's I mean, all these people? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know. It's just not, not for me as much, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm actually more of a city person. Um, I don't know if you knew that about me, but I mean, we live I'm, in a pretty. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a, it's more expensive to live in a city. So there's that, but it's us. I mean, there's always something to do. So I think it just keeps my brain, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah we can go do something not that i guess there's things to do in the in in a you know not as populated area but you just you just like it's like fields i guess i don't know this is all I yeah, know. you gotta find it you have yeah, to yeah. find it versus like whereas a city it's all you'll, you always have something right like, you have restaurants you have plays you have well maybe not right now but like you have one plays, day <laughs> feels right and like you can go where you live now like you could just go out on the water if you wanted yep. to yep yeah so, and uh i wonder if people that live in more of a country area like are more have more imagination like they just have to like think of something to play with but no i don't know <laughs> did you I'll, have that as a know. kid <laughs> like did you did you come up with like things to do as a kid like yeah, I mean, yeah. we were always playing outside. We had mm. like, I mean, they would be considered retro now, I guess, like jungle gyms and stuff, like certain like playhouses. And yeah. um, we did a lot of like biking and other things uh, mm. throughout our life. But again, like we also lived where like you could go shopping if you wanted to go shopping. Right, right. Um, well, it's such a different time now too that like... Mm -hmm even and it wasn't even that long ago i did want to ask you like well we were talking about how just like different it is like are you aware of that now i mean this is kind of a question of course of when you're going to be raising your kid like how different it is like now for like when you're going to be raising your kid i mean obviously like technology has changed so much i think that's like the main thing that people think about but i mean just like culturally and socially things have changed do you think about that now that you're going to be a mom yeah, I think about that a lot. I think because I mean, me and Alex have been doing a lot of like reflection of like what yeah. our schools, ex our school experience was. And because we both grew up in public school and, yeah. you know, the culture that was within the school system and within the community and everything. And then we look at what's going on now and we're not we have to be very careful with our decisions that we're going to make in raising our kids and raising mm -hmm. our son. And so it's a little scary. Um, yeah. you know, again, it wasn't that long ago. Like I graduated high school in 2012. So like, right, right. I'm, I'm almost 27. Like it hasn't even been that long yet. 
so much has changed. Yeah. And we aren't quite sure what we're going to do. We're just going to do the best that we can. But I mean, well, and by the time they're like five, uh, your son is five, like so much will have changed too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, you got to figure out what school you want them to be a part yeah. of, or do you want to mm-hmm. homeschool your kids? Or do you want, yeah. like, there's a lot of pieces you have to think about. Do you want your kids to watch technology or not? Um, right. You know, we were talking the other day about like little kid TV shows and you have Mm -hmm. to be really careful about what's in them. Um, Because, I mean, the stuff we grew up with was so different. And, you know, there's things that are happening in kids TV shows that we don't necessarily agree with. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to be careful with that. So I I think about it a lot. Um, And I know that we're going to do the best that we can in raising our son. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely something that's on our absolutely for sure. Yeah. And, um, I think it's, I mean, it's something that I'm sure like each generation has a, uh, uh, you know, thinks about it each time they have kids. I mean, I'm sure every, every parent goes through that, but it's just like each, you know, cultural, like I'm sure in the nineties, our, our parents were like, oh yeah, (laughs) things are, things are going to be different. I wonder if they thought about how much, I mean, because the internet was so new back then, like how (laughs) things were going to change. Yeah. I mean, I grew up playing like computer game, like learning computer games or like using floppy disks. Like the high school students I work with now don't even know what a floppy disk is. Like, and I'm like, okay. Like, and that was new to our parents. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So what did you, what did your parents do? Um, so my mom was a nurse. Okay. And my dad was a computer engineer. Okay. So he did a lot of different things involving that. Mm -hmm. And then my, they actually, my dad retired a while ago, but my mom just retired in November. So wow. yeah, she was a nurse for over over 35 years um and mostly at the same hospital too which was Mm. crazy did she plan to retire already or was she like during COVID she was like I'm over it (laughs) um a little bit of both I think so I think having a grandchild for the like this is gonna be her first grandchild so I think that was part of it I think Mm. she was working on the COVID floor of Mm. her hospital so that didn't help things mm-hmm. um it was super mm-hmm. stressful and her yeah. job was already really stressful yeah um i mean your wife's in med school so right. i'm sure she tells you all the things yes but, um so she was kind of she was hoping to wait a little longer but at the same time like she was like you know what i'm done yeah i i can retire i'm 65 like i'm just gonna do it so yeah yeah it was a little bit of both, but yeah, I think with COVID, it pushed it over the edge and yeah. just kind of affirmed what she wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we thank her for all her I mean, <laughs> service. I mean, especially during this time, it's a, it's just crazy. Yeah. Maybe I'll have maybe I'll have your mama. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to teach her how to use Zoom too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she could figure that out. She barely yeah. knows how to work her iPhone, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's that's a whole other fun discussion that we can talk about for like an hour, I'm sure. Oh yes. Of teaching parents things. <laughs> yes. Um well I wanna ask like I mean with your parent your parents not being edu- I've actually found because I've interviewed a couple different teachers on the show, mm-hmm. is that like teaching was something that was around them actually as a kid. 
-hmm. but it seems like of course with your mom being a nurse your dad being in you know computers things (laughs) that um it does you know it wasn't I guess in the household as much like I guess what you got from was like when you actually went to school like that's what you that's kind of the teacher exposure you got which everyone gets but I hope you know what I'm asking or like yeah 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 so I mean yes my parents were not teachers and you're right Right. a lot of teachers have a teacher in the family already um is Is any of your family teacher like educated Mm -mm. like oh wow interesting so my cousins on my dad's side were teachers Mm -hmm. um but no one in our direct family are teachers um besides my one cousin and then it's funny because my two cousins on my mom's side are also teachers so they're all three of us girl cousins are teachers um and then so that we were like the first teachers on that side of the family. Um, but I mean, I remember playing school, like I would force my brother to play school with me all the time. Wow. Wow. And I was the teacher and I was the (laughs) boss and he did what I said. And so we did that a lot. And then, well, that leads perfectly into wanting to, cause I love talking about sibling dynamics too. Like, are you, Mm -hmm. what, what are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Okay. Well that makes sense too. Yeah. (laughs) Of you wanting to be like, I'm the boss. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was just so funny because I, I feel like we just copied what our teachers did at school. Like, yeah, you know, when we were playing, we would be like, oh, you better sit in your chair and mm-hmm. you better practice your handwriting or whatever we were learning. Cause yeah. you know, we got taught handwriting back then. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and your brother just did it because he like, what else was he going to do? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I'm playing with my sister. Like it's fine. And is it, it just you like, and your brother? Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. fun to have to, I mean, I, I'm the youngest of three. So like, of course people know, but um, yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, having two, I'm sure it's like, oh, at least I have like, my wife's an only child. So like, she doesn't have, a, she still, even to this day, she's still like, I don't understand like having a sibling, but at least having one, you're like, yeah, okay. I have one. <laughs> we do. I mean, we fought a lot. I think all siblings yeah. do. Um, wait, do you remember him like being born, like him coming home? No, no, not at all. Cause he's, he's just under two years younger than me. Right. So, um, you know, we're almost two years apart. And so I wouldn't being two years old when he's born, like I wouldn't have remembered him coming Mm -hmm. home. Um, I'm just always fascinated that like, is, was there jealousy in that like because oftentimes sometimes if there's a older sibling and then another one comes home they're like who is this other person <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I don't remember any of that maybe my parents would mm-hmm. um maybe they have some pretty funny stories I don't know but yeah. yeah um I don't yeah I don't remember that at all I mean there's like pictures of me holding him and other things but like yeah not something I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you feel any sort of like, even if it was like self-induced or like pressure from your parents of like being the oldest sibling? Not really. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, they treated us both like very equally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, being the oldest, like things happen to you first, right? So like yeah. they have to figure out the rules as they go along. And then whatever rules they set for me were automatically given to him. 
Um, I think sometimes things were more relaxed with me, but then also like looking back on it, I think sometimes he had it easier too, Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. I was the oldest. Yeah. But I think he would disagree with that. I think he would say that like he had like the hammer brought down on him way more. That's so interesting because most people say that with the younger sibling, like even with me, like by the time my parents had me, they were like, whatever, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah, I could totally see that though. Cause like, yeah getting ready to have our first kid i'm like oh, we got to do this and we got to do this mm-hmm. and we got to do this mm-hmm. and this is going to be a rule and that's going to be a rule and then i feel like by the time you get to like two and three and four or whatever <laughs> like you're like ah eh, we tried yeah. it's fine whatever yeah. well there's a family that i grew up with that has eight kids and i'm just like what about like the eighth one is probably just like doing whatever <laughs> that is a lot of children i know i don't think i could do that well i want to go back to like what so what was it was there anything that you were interested in growing like throughout I'm always fascinated like was there a through line of like okay this is what I'm passionate about like this is what I want to go into did it change throughout your life or it was teaching something you were just like yeah this is what I connect to um so a little bit of both Mm -hmm. my okay so I wanted to be a teacher growing up of course like played school all the time wanted Mm -hmm. to be a teacher and then when it came to applying for colleges and like you look at that list of like everything you could get a degree in i was like well shoot i don't know what i want to do like there's like 500 options on like one college website like you so, know, I gotta pause here. Isn't it insane? Like even looking back, like how that, like when you're 17, you're expected to know like what you want to do. Yes. <laughs> and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yes. They're like, okay, make this decision at 17 or 18. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, like, yes, you can change your mind, but it might also cost you more money if you have to take more yeah. classes. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I don't want to put that pressure on my child, but like, you're mm-hmm. going to do something, you know? Yeah. Um, but so when I was applying for schools, I was like, well, shoot, I don't want to do business. Like, that's not me. I, I'm not, you don't want me to do computer stuff. <laughs> and I was like, well, you didn't learn from your dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. He tried to teach me math a lot and it was a lot of butting heads because he was like why don't you understand i was like i just don't get it dad like i'm trying um math is complicated it so, is it is yeah. um it makes more sense as an adult than it does as a, a kid so. i haven't done math in a really long time like hard math i've done like basic math but <laughs> yeah um my high school students ask me all the time, like, why do I need to know what a parabola is? Like, I'm like, right, I don't right. know. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to help you pass. Maybe one day you'll use it. <laughs> um, maybe if you want to teach math. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or spaceships or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but so I was like thinking and thinking and thinking about like what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I have a passion for talking to people. I love helping people learn. Um, mm. So, like, I'll just do special education. And then, as, well, where did that come of, from? Like, like helping, wanting, loving helping people learn. Um, I don't really know, but yeah. so my mom was born with a physical disability, and she had what's called a cleft like arm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so she was born with no thumbs. So she has four fingers on each hand. And then her left arm, like her hand is up by her elbow. Mm-hmm. And it's a little misshapen. Um, so growing up, like I never noticed, like that was my mom. Like I didn't even think about it, mm-hmm. but I remember her making comments about like that person staring at me or mm-hmm. like we went to a national park and like someone asked her if she was handicapped, like things like that. And she was like, well, no, like, cause she never even considered herself handicapped. Like she's been, right. a, she was a nurse. Like she was doing, yeah, she can do yeah. everything we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, she just needs to adapt it sometimes. And mm-hmm was clearly super successful. And so like, I guess like that was always in the back of my mind. Um, And I don't know, I just think it's like part of one of like the passions that I have and like my spiritual gifts and stuff is like, I just Mm -hmm. love being around people and I love helping people and like all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. cause I'm very much like a quality time person and like yeah, I love doing things for other people. And so I think that feeds into my teaching of like, hey, I'm helping you learn. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm teaching you new things and new skills. Yeah. And so I, well, think, I think it's interesting. It. Something that I've noticed is that especially in college, people are like, I love people and I love working with people. And then they'll do like nursing or they'll do like, you know, I, I want to be a doctor. So, and then it's just like not the right fit because science is hard. <laughs> and huh. So it's interesting that right away you were like, well, teaching is probably something I'd be good at. (laughs) Yeah. And well, so, okay. I will preface this by saying too, it was either teaching or marine biology. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like what you just said is (laughs) I was like, man, I love sea creatures. Like, Mm. oh man, I would love that job. And then I was like looking at the schools and looking at the curriculum and I was like, oh crap, there's a lot of science (laughs) and I'm not good at science. And I was like, okay, well, let's just, we're not going to go down the science route. And I'm still to this day, like, you don't want me to do science. Like, I hope for your son could be a marine biologist. Maybe hope for that. Yes. And, you know, as a little kid, dolphin trainer was high on the list too sometimes. Mm. Well, I had a dolphin trainer on my show. One of my friends is a dolphin trainer. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode. Mariah Kornoski. So go listen to it if you haven't yet. And she's living my dream. That's okay. I love my dream too. She literally like sent me a picture with her and a dolphin. And she was like, this is my job. And I was like, what the heck? What? Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I love that. Um. So I don't think there was like any defining moment mm-hmm. for me wanting to go into special education, but I think like my mom growing up and seeing that and how that affected mm-hmm. her, but also just like looking at every, all the options for school and college and what you yeah. can do and study. And I was like, none of this makes sense, but teaching. And so I went mm-hmm. with that and was really happy that it was a, yeah. like that what I did well in it and clearly mm-hmm. love it so what was your relationship to like school growing up or like education like was it positive or was it like not positive <laughs> um both so like yeah. I mean life is like that but. yeah right so I in elementary school like my parents never pushed like get good grades get good grades like you need A's and so I they just wanted me to like learn and do the best I could but also like if I failed a test it was like 
how dare you fail a test you will never fail another one again so it kind of like funny how like when you if you get an a it's like oh yeah that was good like good job but then if you get an f they're like how dare you (laughs) yeah like what the heck happened like you're supposed to know this and didn't you study and yeah so i mean i loved elementary school loved it loved it loved it but i was Mm -hmm. like definitely there for the social aspect too like (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm here to talk. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, middle school was just awkward. Like yeah. a very awkward experience. Is middle what school's I remember. the worst. And I could not. I could is. not go back. No it one can is. pay me enough money to go back to middle school. <laughs> oh, I, I agree with that. And then like high school, again, there for the social piece. I sometimes flew by the seat of my pants mm. um, <laughs> with grades. Mm-hmm. And test taking, I would do my homework on the way to school. So mm-hmm. I would tell my parents I did my homework and then pull out my math homework and stuff and like do it on the bus ride to school. Wonderful. That, this is like a movie. <laughs> like, a I know. And movie. I would do it like in the cafeteria. I'd be like, all right, we have like science next. Who did the homework? I really need to copy it. Like, oh my goodness. Not the yeah. best student. I didn't, Crazy like, that you're a teacher now. Like, it's I know. so funny. <laughs> I know. And so. And then, like, got to college and, like, realized classes are hard. Um, and yeah, college will, like, hit you in the face if you didn't like, put effort in high school. It really will. Like It can. And I think it does that with a lot of people because mm-hmm. I was used to, like, scooting by with anywhere from, like, an A to a C mm-hmm. with, like, pretty minimal effort, clearly. Yeah. And then like got to college and was like, oh no, like I actually have to try really, really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like, you know, year one of college was a little rocky just because it's not everything you're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. But then like once we started getting into like the regular classes, I was like, I'm paying for this. I refuse to fail. And so then mm-hmm. I got like straight A's and everything. But I was like, I am paying for this. My money is going into this school. Cause like you know, going to public school, like, yes, you pay for, like, your parents pay for it with taxes and everything, but, like... You don't think about that when you're... <laughs> no! No! And so, like, when you go to college, you're like, my name is on this money. Yeah. Like, I am going yeah. to try hard and do the yeah. best I can. At least that was, well, like, an education such a practical degree. Like, it really is. It's And if you mm-hmm. get it, it and you don't either do well or, or don't use it one day it's like well then what was the it's almost like what was the point of doing it then (laughs) I don't know if you ever felt that but yeah I think that it is pretty practical there's a lot that you can do with education Mm -hmm. more than just work in a school system and I think that people forget that um but I also know plenty of people that we graduated with that aren't using their degrees anymore yeah that's true that is true that's actually one person in particular I know who is not so yeah (laughs) there's quite a few that hannah and i graduated with that aren't using their teaching degree and they were which is totally yeah which is totally like i mean you don't have to use your degree but it's just fascinating where people go i mean yeah it is it really is well did uh, i mean if as far as like the educational aspect wasn't that influential it seems like but did you ever looking back do you see like or even during it, like a teacher, maybe in high school or college that really did like influence you that you still think about, like when you're teaching or. Yeah. So this is funny. Um, Miss Burgos is one of the teachers that I really looked up to mm-hmm. and loved her so much. And actually 
um, during my student teaching or practicums, I got to go back to her class and mm. f- shadow her as a teacher, like wanting to be a teacher. And so she was just so always so encouraging and kind and just outgoing. And it was so cool, like having her in third grade and then being in college and going back to her class Mm. Um, and just seeing like, I was like, yes, I remember her like energy and I remember her Mm. being kind to everyone. And it was, it Mm. was a, really yeah she's the one that really stands out to me i think um did you have a specific age you did want to work with or was it just like um so like upon graduation like after well i know because you're with high schoolers now right yeah and i think from what i from what i knew from knowing you is that you from when i met you you did want to work with high schoolers from I mean, unless I'm wrong, but <laughs> no, so I was pretty open. Um, I didn't really want middle school because that's that weird age where they still act like elementary school students, but they want to be high school students. And there's just so much hormones. <laughs> yes. A lot of drama happens. Um, it takes very special teachers to work in middle school. Yeah. yeah. And so I was pretty open. I love elementary school kids mm. and I love high school kids because high school it's different right because like Mm -hmm. in an elementary school you get to like they're like cute and cuddly and Mm -hmm. like they learn they're sponges they learn so much within that time frame and then in high school it's different too because like we get to be a little sassy with them and Mm -hmm. we get to experience their full personalities and Mm. so i was pretty open to both like elementary school and high school um but ended up in a high in a high school and i see myself going back to elementary school in the future uh but just really love the high school students that i work with because they're and like you get to watch them graduate and Mm -hmm. grow and you work on different skills kind of at a high school than you do at an elementary school yeah so talk what is like a day like what do you do day to day like talk about that like what does your job entail like what does it look like and like what's a day in the life of Kelsey? Oh goodness. Um you wake up. No. I wake up. I shower. <laughs> drink my coffee. Um being pregnant it has to be decap and it makes me sad. Ugh, yeah. Decap coffee's not the same. Cat is not Cat is not looking forward to that. No. And I yeah, when this baby comes out like I'm so, like ready for my full-blown lattes and everything again um but so i drive about 30 minutes to work um every day and so class starts at the schedule's different this year this year it starts at 9 30 um but i usually get there around nine and you know our job is very different so i work with um, high school students who have autism that are in mm. the general education curriculum. Mm-hmm. So these kids are getting um, regular high school diplomas. They're going to graduate. Some are going to just get jobs and some are going to go to college mm. and just like a typical high school student. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have our my own room um, and I would consider it more of like a resource room. 
And, you know, I float around to a lot of kids' classes. So this year we have about 13 kids on our caseload. But again, with COVID, it's a little different. Right. Um, Because half of them are virtual and just Mm -hmm. virtual. And then we have some in the building. And previously we would float around from class to class and kind of hop in and out of classes and support kids mm-hmm. where they need it. So like if they needed help with a group project because group projects are anxious, like cause a lot of anxiety or yeah. the content is really hard, like we would support with that and just kind of join their group. Um, or we would kind of just sit in the back and take data and make sure they're doing what they need to do. Yeah. And so like for each kid, it looks very different, but we floated, um, it, it's a block scheduling system. So like it was eight classes a day um, mm. for the whole year, but then due to COVID, it's four classes in the fall and four classes in the spring um, for this school year. So things have d- drastically changed yeah. this school year and the classes are a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be hard for some students, I'm sure. Yeah, it can be. Um, if a teacher teaches for the full 90 minutes, it's pretty exhausting for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's kind of just being lectured at. And that's a long time, even for college or an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I find it hard sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, like let's move on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teachers are doing a really good job about like, Hey, I'm going to teach for 30 or 40 minutes. And then we're going to do like async work, which is kind of like independent or group work. Mm-hmm for the le- the second half of class. So yeah. it is nice because they're, they're breaking it up that, that way. Mm. Um, and again, like I, I just walk back from class to class and I support them and I take data and, you know, if they're having a rough day or a rough time um, or have a test or quiz, sometimes they'll ask to come to our space. Yeah. Or sometimes we pull them to our space if they're needing to not be in that classroom at that specific time and, and moment. And the kids love it. They love having a space that they can go to if they get anxious or a space that they can go to yeah. um, to take a test or a quiz instead of sitting in a regular classroom. And, um, you know, Do you we work teach a lot with in like IEPs. Like, are you on mm-hmm. an IEP? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, as a SPED teacher, you write the IEPs. So okay. you have your caseload of students. And then you're in charge of like writing those IEPs for the students. And then well, for those that don't know, can you explain what an IEP is? <laughs> so it's an individualized education plan. So for kids who have so been fun. diagnosed <laughs> with a disability. Yeah. Right. I feel like we all need them, but <laughs> it's fun. a life IEP. <laughs> yeah. Like I want individualized, specialized <laughs> attention. Yeah. Um, so it's basically if like a kid has been diagnosed with a disability Um, That could be a learning disability, autism. Um, Some have it for ADHD. A lot of the times Mm -hmm. that's a different type of plan. um, It's like a 504. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I work with a lot of kids, so. (laughs) Okay, great. And so then it talks about like their, where they are at academically and their goals, like things that we're working towards. Mm -hmm whether it be socially, behaviorally, academically. And that's kind of what we take data on and help them work through throughout the school year. 
but then it also outlines like classroom accommodations right. and things that are needed in the classroom to help them be successful mm -hmm. um, outside example, of just like general those, classroom things. Yeah. For example, like for those listening that don't know, like um, my, like I had a client once that had like headphones because to in the classroom, like, because if it got too loud, like she would get really anxious and stuff like that. Like that was, that's an example of an accommodation or like extra time on a test or something like that. From what I know, those, these yeah. are things that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so like we have a student who requires access to like a drawing pad because that mm -hmm. helps her calm down. And so, cause some teachers would be super like, put that drawing pad away or, mm -hmm. you know, like the kid you, you talked about, like with the headphones, like a yeah. lot of teachers don't always like that cause it can mm -hmm. be seen as disrespectful, but in general, like they actually just need this to be a part of the class yeah. and to function and to, you know, keep their own mental health in check. And, yeah. um, you know, we have like accommodations too, like access to a visual schedule because um, mm -hmm. they, they like to know what happens throughout that day mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. class. Yeah. Um, you know, copy of notes, things like that. Like there mm -hmm. are a lot of accommodations that can be super helpful for these kids mm -hmm. um, that they need to be able to participate um, effectively. And succeed. In the and succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the whole point of an IEP is like, the teacher and the school and you want to see the child succeed. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. 100%. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm in charge of writing those for mm -hmm. the students that are on my specific caseload. Cause each sped teacher in the building gets like a set list of kids. Right. And so those are the kids that they're checking in on that they're ho making sure their accommodations are being met, supporting, in those classes, um, every school district does things a little bit differently. I'm finding right. with how these and every state kids, does it differently. I'm yes. Sure. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. Because <laughs> as a teacher, if you move to a different state, your license is not always accepted, yep. and you have yep. to pass other tests. So mm -hmm. um, it's not just one universal teaching license. It's it's yeah. it's definitely dependent on the state, and so. Yeah. You know, that's partially why we chose to stay in Virginia after <laughs> we graduated yes. college was because I yep. did not want to have to redo yeah. my teaching life. Take another test. <laughs> we took enough tests. Like, I don't right. need to take any more. Right. Uh, you did a lot of group projects, too. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Which were, like, stressful and fun all at the same yes. time. Well, it depends on your group, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so after, like, the teaching day, um, I actually have another job. And so then I go to that. And I do um, essentially in-home behavioral support for kids. Oh, great. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know so exactly I'm what that is. Also, uh, do RBT you work for a specific company? What is it? So it's called ABC Behavior. Um, okay is the so i work for the county as in the public school system and then i work for abc behavior and um i'm technically a registered behavior technician there so an rbt mm -hmm. and so i do a lot of in-home support for kids um with disabilities with or... disabilities okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i also do that and then i come home and i eat dinner and <laughs> usually work some more and fall asleep so that's it's, a lot i mean i'm sure you're drained a lot well i have a couple of questions i i want to okay. i have a nerdy question about the iep um do you do goals like for just a semester or do you do it for the whole year i do it for the whole year okay 
Yeah. But like if we get like a semester in and we're like, oh, my gosh, this kid's making huge progress. He's mastered yeah. the school. Then, of course, we'll take it out and we'll put a new one in. Yeah. Um, Which I'm sure is great. <laughs> yes. That happens. Yes. It's wonderful when that happens. And then sometimes kids keep goals for a while and like the percentage just slowly increases. You know, if mm-hmm. we start at 70 percent and he gets to 80, then we increase it. And like the mastery criteria is usually changing Um, Mm -hmm. because of course we want it to be, excuse me, we want it to be attainable for the kid, but we also want to make sure that they are constantly using it. Like we're not just like, okay, great. We mastered a goal. Forget about Mm -hmm. it. Move on. Like Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that they're maintaining the goal and generalizing it and not Mm -hmm. just because we're supporting. Well, attainable, but also something that is like, it's, yeah, not something that it's so easy for them that they could reach it in like a day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we usually, so we write it for the whole year, but again, if they master it, like we'll take it out and put a different one in. So I'm curious. So Dak Shepard, I've mentioned him, but his podcast is wonderful. If you, I've talked about it a bunch on the show. It's so good. Um, but he was in a, he was one of the, like a kid, cause he grew up in like the eighties where it, uh, where he would get taken out of a classroom and get put it, which still happens today. Like you, yes. you get taken into another class, but he always like felt so isolated and like, like just felt, other, you know, quote unquote other from all the other kids that were in the generalized classroom. Do you see that a lot? Like, do you get kids that are like, I, I hate my IEP. Like, I don't like, like, I don't want extra help. Like, I just want to be like all the other kids. Sometimes. So again, like we do not intentionally pull kids um, unless there's right. a big behavior problem that is disrupting not only their mm-hmm. learning, but like the learning of their peers, like in that yeah. moment. Um, I think or growing, it can like really help them, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it can mm-hmm. really, really help them. Um, you know, I think when we were kids in school, we, I mean, I definitely remember kids being pulled out. Um, yeah. just like Dax has talked about in his podcast, like that was definitely a thing because people thought that they couldn't teach them with right. everybody else. Yeah. Um, we have students who don't like parts of their IEP. So like if we have like an accommodation for read aloud or small group testing, mm-hmm. a lot of the times we'll see kids deny that if they really don't want it. Mm-hmm. But then it's a question of, you know, if a kid keeps denying an accommodation that's in their IEP, we document it, but then we say, okay, why are they denying it? Mm-hmm. And do they really need it? And if they mm-hmm. don't need it and don't want it, then it's, it doesn't need to be in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a whole like process behind it. Yeah. We definitely have kids who they want to be just looked at as kids. And yeah. you know, well, I, I just this... wonder at high school, I'm sure they're much more aware of like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, I have like I, I'm autistic or I have this is like that I'm different than you know other people. So like some maybe kids... I need yeah, some kids like don't hate it. They're like, hey, yeah. I am who I am and they're proud of it. And we certainly, like, ex- we encourage that of our students. Like, listen, yeah. like, this is how you are made. Like, yeah. you are special and it's not something to be embarrassed about or um, whatever. And then, of course, in high school, that's hard to tell a high school student, like, 
yeah you know just love who you are and yeah. whatever but well do you um, think it's like talked about a little bit more in us like in just like media and culture a little bit because we're I, so i think kids, so and, like that's kind of where they get stuff anyway yeah and honestly like some of my students have told the class like listen like yeah i have autism and i might rock back and forth sometimes or mm -hmm. you know i might make a noise here and there if you have tourettes like there are mm -hmm. things um that students are becoming more bold about. And I think that helps because we are seeing um, like influencers, like these kids are finding right. um, influencers that they can relate to on social media mm. and learning that it's okay to be who I am. Um, yeah. Now there's huge downsides to social media <laughs> too, yeah. of course. Um, but I think kids are becoming more okay with who they are. And I think that's really great. Um, I would say even like 10 years ago, it would probably be different. Like it would. Yeah. Yeah. It would. I mean, and I think like adult starting, mindset but... is changing too. Yeah. Like, I think the teacher's mindset is changing, especially I see it in significantly older teachers who have been doing this a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like they're asking me questions and they want to learn and they're like, okay, so your student has this, this, and this, how can I help them? Mm. Um, do you see the same with parents them? say that again do you see the same with parents like or does it take a little bit more <laughs> with parents? um so <laughs> i think it depends on the parents mm. i think that a lot of parents um it goes both ways so some parents send their kid to school they don't want to think about it their kids at school yeah. they're getting what they need great um, and then other parents are super involved and want to know what we're doing at the school system that is helping their child so that they can also do it at home. Right. So it kind of leans both ways in that regard. Um, I think, I mean, autism is becoming something that is significantly more talked about Yeah. now. And so I think parents, cause some of like the parents of high school students that I have were told that vaccines is what caused their kids autism and that's simply right. not true right yeah and um like that person not to get political license. on here <laughs> i know no no, no, no not kidding. like that but just like <laughs> that was like when autism first was a becoming more yes. of like yes. a thing mm -hmm. yeah. like that is what one doctor stupidly came up with and yeah well scientifically know, it's like factually yeah not true and yeah exactly it's like it's you can look it up it's yeah that person lost their medical license like it's not a yeah. thing but um you know just it's hard like i think it's hard on the parents there there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that go on with any parent who has a child with a disability and yeah again i think it just depends on how much they really truly want to be involved mm -hmm. sometimes i'm sure the people that are more involved can be um harder to deal with than the people that aren't the parents that aren't yeah again that goes both ways yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. they are too involved um yeah. well that is any parent does too. everything wrong yeah yeah it's any parent too but oh yeah 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 not even with uh like having a kid with a disability but yeah yeah i always used to hear because my mom was a teacher that she used to say the hardest part about teaching is the parents and it can be it yeah. certainly can be and it's it it can it's a very broad spectrum you know mm -hmm. either you do everything great or you do everything wrong yeah um 
or you're right in the middle. It just depends <laughs> on the parent. So yeah. Yeah. you have to be very tactful when dealing with parents. So. Mm. What's the biggest like misconception you would say of being a SPED teacher like that people think? So I personally think that a lot of misconception is like, I hate when people say, oh, bless your heart. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, I, I could never do that, that you must be so patient and like everything. And like, I'm a firm believer that anyone could do it. Right. And you just have to learn or be willing to try. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is like people um, think they can't do it. Think they can't, yeah. yeah, they think they yeah. can't do it. And, you know, I think we all have special gifts, um, you know, and maybe you're not like meant to do that all day, every day, but like mm-hmm. you certainly could help in little ways or, mm-hmm. you know, learn and just be open to learning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's kind of like, like if you see someone that equating it to like seeing someone that does have a kid with disability, like, oh, I don't know if I could go through what they're going through, but. No, if you had a kid with disability, you would figure it out. Like you would, you would <laughs> love them the same way you love your, uh, you know, children that don't have a disability. So like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just, you have to be able to adapt and you have to be yeah. able to want to learn. And well, people, people in general, aren't good at that. <laughs> no, of course not. And so I think like, to me, that's like the biggest misconception mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. You know, oh, it only takes a special person to be able to do this, and it doesn't. Yeah. Um, it really, really doesn't. And like these kids just want your time, and they mm-hmm. want someone who's going to be patient and understanding and help them. And mm-hmm. now, clearly, if you're just going to yell at a kid all day, <laughs> like, yeah, we need to rethink some things. But yeah, I think that I get really irritated when someone says oh i could never do that or oh yeah. you you you're just a special person and i'm like no i'm not like it doesn't mm-hmm. make me any different yeah yeah you know so interesting so, so interesting um i want to know because you've been teaching i mean you're still i would say kind of fairly new to the teaching world like yeah this is my teaching, fifth year yeah your fifth i mean the same as my sister so because uh, you guys graduated the same year right yeah. So, I mean, is there, I'm sure there are a lot of things, but is there one thing or a couple of things you would tell Kelsey, like first year, like what are things that you would tell her that like, Hey, you need to calm down or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, I think I would tell myself, like, especially with my first year of teaching, don't think, take, things so personally. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of really rough parents my first year teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really rough IEP meetings and things like that. And so, um, you know, I got yelled at quite a bit. And it was really, really hard because I'm just I'm trying to do the best I can. Yeah. And I learned that it is okay to walk out of a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, if parents and administration is not supporting you. Um, that is something that I am legally allowed to do. Wow. Um, so that was a really tough lesson to learn. Yeah. And especially as a first year teacher, that was really tough. 
Mm. Um, I would also tell myself to like take time to relax mm. because I think like coming out of college, we were so used to like go, go, go. And everything has yeah. to be perfect. And those, those lessons need to be perfect and projects need to be perfect. And they don't. Well, and our culture is like that too. I mean, yeah. everything is go, go, go. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, every teacher you ask will say, yes, I do stuff in the evenings or on the weekends or like they're always spending extra time. And I had to learn that like there is a time and a place to have to spend extra time on things. Um, but also like I can put my phone away. I can put my email away. I can put my computer away and my binders and everything that I need to do and spend time with my family or my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that stuff will always be there. There's always going to be a lesson that you can make more better. Like there's right. always going to be something to adapt on. And also just like learning, like I would get really upset if like a day or a lesson didn't go according to plan, because I feel like that's what we learned. Like we're like, mm -hmm. you have to reach everybody during this one lesson. And right. like, I have binders and binders and binders of like working through how to create perfect lessons and having to do that for a whole mm -hmm. curriculum for a year and you know if something sucks if you teach something and it sucks <laughs> like just be like okay that sucked we'll try again tomorrow yeah. like yeah not stressing over it and just being like all right tomorrow will be a better day or whatever mm -hmm. and even with kids behaviors just learning that there's gonna be some things you physically can't control sometimes and you know, some days you got to fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what I would tell myself. That's awesome. I don't know if it's the same answer, but I always like to ask people like what advice you would give to um, people that are looking to go into what you're doing. I don't, it might be the same answer, but I don't know what that looks like. Um, I think there's a lot of things that I would pull from that mm -hmm. um, answer, but I think the biggest thing is like, be patient with yourself, be willing mm -hmm. to learn. Um, and then also reach out to the people in the community that you're going into mm -hmm. that have been doing this mm -hmm. um, and learn, be willing to learn from them. And, you know, don't go into teaching thinking like, I have to be perfect or I can't ask for help. Like there, you're surrounded by other teachers for a reason in a school building. Yeah. And it's so that you can get support and ask questions and find people in your building that will support you. Mm. Um, there can be a lot of clicks in a school building. And <laughs> I mean, and honestly, in any work environment. Yeah. And so I think just like finding people who are open and willing to help you versus like, destroy you in a way um, will be really good. Mm. I love that. I love it. And I'm sure yeah you just each day you're just learning so much even i mean as a, it's funny school is meant for learning but the teachers learn sometimes more than the kids do i'm sure sometimes yes <laughs> yes sometimes certainly <laughs> oh man well i'm gonna we're gonna get to some lightning round questions okay. even though we don't it's you know you can take as much time as you okay. need. okay <laughs> we'll try but the the first one is kelsey terpe are you ready i'm trying <laughs> the first one is what is your best funny kid story okay let me think for a second um i have i had this student and he was hilarious like every single day 
and he like loved buses like loved school buses loved buses mm-hmm. and so he would act like a bus sometimes so like <laughs> he, he was so funny he literally and he is an adult now like i love him so much and so like he would get tired of a conversation whether i'd be like talking to him just like joking around mm-hmm. or lecturing him like hey you can't act that way he was by far one of my favorite students and literally one time i think i was lecturing him and he was like i'm out of this conversation peace out so he like went and like ran out of the room like pretending he was a school boss and i was just like did that just happen like (laughs) i was like oh my god yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was just so funny. I couldn't even be mad at him. I was like, mm. oh, my gosh. And, like, that kid did crazy stuff to me all the time. Like, he would, like, hide my stuff right. or, like, scare the bejesus out of me. And <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, he was crazy. And then one day he bought a school bus. Like, he oh bought goodness. a school bus and drove it. That's awesome. And then, like, came to school, like, one day towards the, like, close to summer and, like, got to drive me around the parking lot in his school bus. That's amazing. And I was, like, of all things, like, this is my favorite. (laughs) Like, (laughs) a student of mine bought a school, like, a physical school bus. Mm -hmm. And then he's driving it around with me in it in the parking lot. (laughs) It was so great. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, what is one of, or if you have multiple, one of the best Christmas presents you've gotten as a teacher? Um, so with my job, this is going to sound so sad. I don't, working in a high school, you don't get a lot of Christmas presents. Oh, that's right. Um, from high school students. Yeah. But I do receive like gift cards every now and then, which is super Mm. thoughtful. Um, Mm. or like if a kid makes cookies, he'll sometimes bring some in. That's nice. Um, so I, know, I guess that is more, so I guess that is more of an elementary school thing. Yeah, <laughs> it maybe is. Why, why, maybe that's why you want to go back to elementary school. <laughs> the free gifts, yeah, 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 <laughs> the yeah. appreciation <laughs> gifts. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I guess I could say like one family in particular, like his mom, he was graduating and she really appreciated everything that I did. And so for Christmas, she bought me quite a few gift cards and it was super super nice because mm. again you don't get very many things working in a high school and so yeah that stands out to me um yeah. the most but I will say too being pregnant like I've had students like this one student bought me like a stuffed animal and some books and oh so cute that was really special too mm. so mm. I love that I love that um what's one thing your students would be surprised to find out about you I think that they would be surprised to learn that I used to play sports (laughs) and that I crochet in my free time, which again has hit the van with everything going on. But um, (laughs) like my students, like it's so funny. They like only think of me as a teacher. Right. And I've had to like help them in their gym class or like other Mm -hmm. things and like, Mm supported them in their sports but like I have seemed to lost that ability and (laughs) they like I think they're just like one track minded too and so they're like oh you don't play sports I'm like dude I used to play soccer in high school and I used to Mm. 
you know, play co-ed with boys and girls soccer. And they're like, there's no way you did that. Like you just, yeah. <laughs> they just, I don't think they would see that. And then I think like crocheting to them is such a taboo thing that they would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. How old are you, Mr. Pay? Like 90? You're crocheting? Like, That's funny. I think they'd be surprised to learn that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay, the last ones are some fun would you rathers as teacher edition. Okay. The first one is, would you rather have a staff meeting every day or only get one school break per year? One school break per year. Okay. I don't think I could do staff meetings every day. <laughs> would you rather have, and this, I don't know if this will pertain to what you do now, but okay. would you rather have a class of 15 kids with all the worst behavioral issues or has a, have a class of 50 kids? A class of 50 kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then last one is, would you, would you rather always have someone available to take over your class so you can go to the bathroom or would you rather have someone available to do your grading and paperwork? Bathroom, 100%. <laughs> and maybe that's just like the pregnancy mind, but like yeah. I drink a lot of water throughout the day in general. And so mm. being able to go to the bathroom, I'm like, okay, great. I can go to the bathroom like when mm. I have to versus having mm. to hold it. Yeah. Um, and I actually like love grading things. That's great. <laughs> That's a, what a, what a like surprising things. thing that you now like that you're a teacher. You're like, oh, I actually like doing the the boring part. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just always liked it. Like you have your answer key usually or whatever, mm -hmm. and you get to grade mm -hmm. stuff. And mm. I don't know. It's one of those weird things that I enjoy doing. I don't know why. That's awesome. That's great. Well, that concludes the lightning round. round. I made it. <laughs> I thought I, I I thought I came up with those questions and I thought they were fun. So they were super fun. Yeah, they weren't half as scary as I thought they were gonna be. <laughs> I hope this whole thing isn't half as scary. It's as not. It's great. <laughs> um, well, of course, at the end of the show, my listeners know that I do ask um, two questions to every guest. The first one being Kelsey, if I was able to hand you a blank check, which unfortunately I can't do right now, but maybe one day. <laughs> Darn it, Taylor. <laughs> I know. Um, if I was able to hand you a blank check and say, use this towards your passion, how would you use that? Okay. So I wrote it down because I'm cheesy. <laughs> um, but I would use the money to hire more people and provide resources for um, in-home therapy for special needs mm. children and foster families that need it. Mm. So in at least where we live currently there, the foster care systems are overwhelmed and the like in-home behavioral stuff that I do outside mm -hmm. of teaching, there's not enough people to support the families that need it. Right. And my supervisor gets calls from like referrals all the time and we just don't have enough resources. We don't have enough people seeking that. Yeah. Um, and so I, would want to be able to like hire more people for those things. So that way companies didn't have to limit the amount of people due to like the amount that they bring in, but also um, to provide resources for those things. Mm -hmm. uh, like if a kid or company were to need like materials to help mm -hmm. these kids that, that they could just ask and they, they could yeah. provide, like I could provide it. And um, you know, for foster families, like, yes, they get, checks to support those kids but then there's a lot of things that go outside of that realm um 
where like they do need support and a lot of mm. foster families are not always provided with the in-home behavioral support even though that they need it and so right. just to be able to open those doors would be really awesome yeah i love that That's what i would do I used to work for a company that did in-home. I never did in-home, but I used to work for one that did it. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah, it's super needed and important. I mean, even clients that I see now, they they have in-home services all the time. So, yeah. It's a, it's a special thing to do. And I think, um, and you know, being on the teacher side of things and like in the school building and then also seeing the in-home side of things, mm-hmm. um, it's certainly eye-opening to some things. So, yeah. Yeah, because two, I mean, kids spend most of their day sometimes at a school. So, so it's interesting. Sometimes I'm sure when they get home, it's they can, it can be, they can, you know, have very different behavior. It depends how their day at school went. So, exactly, exactly. And then some kids are too little to be in school yet. Right. And the parents just need support and help Mm -hmm. and um, evidence based resources. Yeah. And things and, um, you know, a lot of kids, if they received these types of services at a younger age, um, their adult life might look a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that answer. And um, secondly, of course, the second question being, what is something that you're loving right now, which I bet I can guess, but what am I loving right now, Taylor? What do you think it is? <laughs> um, probably uh, getting ready to have a baby. That was definitely on my list. I was like, I asked my husband, I was like, is it cheesy to say that? Like, no, it's I'm the so through line of the whole mom. episode. What? It's the through line of the whole episode. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it definitely came up a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like loving the fact that like here in a few, like anywhere between now and like a month from now, like, I guess like technically. Are like, you ready to be done with being pregnant though? Um. Some days, yeah. Some days, no. I feel like I've yeah. been very blessed by a very easy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that we're getting, like, to the finish line, like, two weeks from mm-hmm. now, yeah. um, like, I definitely notice more fatigue and being tired and yeah. everything. But I also don't know how to settle down anyway. Like, I'm always, <laughs> like, trying to find something to do. Whether it be Alex like- is like, just sit. <laughs> <laughs> but really, he had to tell me that yesterday. He was like, I just need you to, like, sit down for 30 minutes like you're gonna kill yourself like yeah. <laughs> and so because I was like so tired and he knew it but I was like wait like this isn't done yet and we have to do this and I need mm. to try and exercise and like I have to cook dinner and like I it's definitely something I'm loving right now and I'm just I'm loving like the spring weather we're having yeah and being able to like walk outside and yeah. I don't know I just I'm loving that we're getting to see people again and see friends mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. and um but I'm definitely loving getting ready yeah. to be a mom. That's love it. Love one of the it. most things I'm so excited about. Yeah. So soon. But again, like by the time this is is um released, you'll pro- the baby will probably be here. So I know. Crazy. We'll Maybe see. We'll, we'll see what happens. If you want, we'll include a picture of him. But Okay. If he's born yet, we'll have yeah, we if he's know. born yet, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. I'll have to, t- I'll text you and be like, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll probably happens. see it. <laughs> you will. I don't know if you guys are posting about it, but um, we will, yeah, yeah. for so sure. We'll see. I'll, I'll see it if it comes, see it, see him, yeah, once, once he's out. Um, well, I also answer this question because 
it's my show and I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> and I actually, I, it's something that you mentioned. I'm loving this, which is like such kind of sounds like an old man answer is that like, I'm loving the weather. <laughs> you know, cause those 20 year olds like talk about the weather all the time. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but re- truly like winter just, I just, I don't know. I was so over it. And then but for the problem with Virginia, because I've lived here my whole life, is that we'll have spring for like a week and then it'll be summer. So we just don't get a spring. <laughs> yeah, Virginia's crazy weather. Um, <laughs> yeah. because like you said, like and also some like so this happened like this year, right? Like it was so cold, it was like 40, yeah. and then for like a week it jumped up to 70, and then yes. it snowed. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. I thought we were over this 40 mm-hmm. degree weather and it's mm-hmm. like icing and snowing like a yeah. week later. You guys got way more snow than we did. So Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. We did. I mean, I'm not complaining about the snow days. I do as a teacher love my snow days. <laughs> True. Uh, you don't get any spring days. <laughs> I guess you get spring break, but I, w- I honestly I honestly wish like we had just like spring days like you said because there's so many times where like us teachers just want to be like, just go outside and play. Yeah. Like yeah. just go outside, go mm-hmm. be a kid, go spend some time outside. Cause like mm-hmm. once you get to summer, it's almost too hot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and so, like how many kids are outside nowadays anyway? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> Especially now discussion. with the virtual world. Like, right. Right. Yeah. You know, we just want them to go have fun. And I know yeah. that some teachers did that for snow days. Like, there would be days where like they would try and get us to work from home still on snow days. And some teachers were like, just go outside. We're done. Like we're not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Go spend time with your family, go drink hot chocolate, go play in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or just teach outside. That's what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> if we were allowed to. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I always, as a kid was like, can we go outside? <laughs> Me too. I was like, um, recess was 20 minutes ago. Like honestly, even in college, I was like, we should have class outside. <laughs> Yes. One of my favorite places was just to like go find a bench and like do whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for being on. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, I loved it. You asked some great questions. Thanks. I hope it wasn't as terrifying as you thought. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) You guys know, of course, follow Passion Project, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, passionproject.pod. You guys know this. And if you liked this episode, share it with all your friends uh, and family and everyone you know. So, yeah. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. And let's uh, get outside. Maybe we'll go outside today. Yes, everyone, go outside, have fun. Just go weather. outside and have fun. Yeah. When this when this is airing, it could be raining. We're telling people to That's go jump. True. That's but true. If it is nice, I hope. That if it's not raining, go outside. Spend some time outside, <laughs> enjoy it, take yeah. it in. Well, thank you again, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.